0: Hello podcast listeners, Simon Miller here with another cold opening, don't worry, I'm not going to do too many of these. I know why you did one uh, on the last episode as well, but as I said there, of course Jericho does it, Stone Cold Steve Austin does it, I'm promoting my own things, I feel like that's allowed. Just a shout out to remind everyone that all of my podcasts and personal uh, content that's also on youtube.com forward slash the Miller Report rules is all supported by patreon.com forward slash SimonMiller316 and I would like to start adding a few features and starting to evolve all of that but to do that I do need support through the Patreon so even if you could find it in your heart to throw a dollar in the mix you have no idea how much that helps so even if you do check out the page and realise it's not for you that's fine but I'd appreciate you having a little look anyway now we're going to get on with the show where indeed we do talk about how Vince McMahon could kill AEW Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling show with a very special episode to end a crazy week of wrestling. As always, remember you can support all of this at patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316 Anything you can throw in there, I would appreciate it because it allows me to keep the podcast going. And why not give my YouTube channel a subscribe at youtube.com forward slash the Miller report rules or just search for Simon Miller. And when you are on there, you can watch the podcast live as when you get a little notification. Uh, As long-term listeners know, when we are not doing that episode on YouTube, we always like to reach out to patrons and get them as a guest on the show. And I'm very happy to say that my man, who's been on many times before, is back once again. It's my man, Cheval. Cheval, how are you doing today, my friend?
1: I'm good, Timmy. I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm very well. I'm very well, dude. It's good to hear your voice again. I know you've been traveling here, there, and everywhere, uh, seeing a bunch of wrestling shows. You went all the way to Double or Nothing as well. All the way, all the 55 minutes of uh, flying. <laughs> wow, well, still, you still put the effort I in there, and that's what matters. What do you think of it, dude? Let's just start there. I know I know, it's a few weeks removed now, but look, it, many people say it changed the wrestling world.
1: Yeah, it was very important for me to go. Um Again, I told my wife that I wanted to go for, for three, four days, but you know there was no way with a newborn. So I'm like, okay, I'll go for only one night, two days. I'll go to StarCast because the, the nothing was basically sold out. I wanted to meet some, some, some great people over there. And so that was very important to me personally. Uh, so I went there. Um, nothing too much on Thursday, uh, but Friday before... Friday morning, uh, I was at Starcast. It was uh, it was very interesting, you know, to meet uh, different different people, different
0: fans, uh, uh, media people, uh, what culture people. So that was that was pretty cool. Who did you meet, man? Other than what culture, Do you meet any wrestlers, etc.? Uh, yeah, I mean the the wrestlers was basically signing
1: um, to to all of the to all of the fans over there. So so I got to meet. Um, I got to saw I saw Kevin Nash, I saw X Pac, I saw uh, B- Booker T has the longest line from I think really? all all of the yeah, from all of the wrestlers. Booker T has the longest line like for a long, long time. Uh, the A the the AW uh, um, T shirts and the merchandise stand also had a long line. Which was very cool to see them, and also, you know, the indie wrestlers and the people that
0: were in the battle royal and stuff like that. So, it was it was pretty cool. What do you think of the show itself? Are you as enamored with it as other people were?
1: <clears throat> the Double or Nothing was uh, it. It wasn't perfect by by all means. I mean, by it was it was whatever it was supposed to do. I mean, it was. Uh, the battle royal was, I think, had a lot of mistakes in it. We're not gonna go, you know, into details about, you know, every every single thing because it was a while ago and people like already like, I think, bored with it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think the ending of the battle royal was was uh, was uh, pretty cool. MJF, by the way, I saw him also in the starcast and in the convention when they arrested him, you know, like twice. But, uh, so I, I, I was there also to actually seen it. And he is actually a very good character right now in the wrestling world, which yeah. is very cool. Um, uh, that was cool. The brother versus brother. They had a chance to do it in WWE, but they Vince, I guess, didn't have to want to do that in WrestleMania. So um, that's his loss. Uh, that was very, very emotional. Very, very good. Uh, you know, the match was good. Uh, the ending was, of course... I mean, I had tears in my eyes too. (laughs) Uh, That's good, man. That's what wrestling's all about. Exactly, and then and then, it's funny because it's dark I saw, I saw Adam. uh, Will Warren and Adam, uh, uh, the, the two Adams and the third guy with the beard. And I told them, Phil, yeah, what culture is Phil. here? How are you? And he's like, wow, what's up? I, I told them you came all the way you know, to WrestleMania. I didn't expect to see you here. And they're like, yeah, we're here also. And they shove a microphone in my face and they asked me, so what do you think? Uh, see- <laughs> so what do you think CM Punk is going to be? I told them CM Punk. No, CM Punk is not going to be there. Uh, I told them CM Punk is going to be 100% no, but John Moxley is going to be 100% yes. That was the day before. Dude,
0: uh, you, you, abs- you absolutely smashed it, man. What did you I mean, look, not only has he been smashing it there, but you know, by the in between all of that and obviously now... He uh, he he's, he's smashing it in New Japan as well. Like he is, he is back with a vengeance. again,
1: uh, again good for him. I hope for him it's gonna be. He will have a very successful career um, outside of WWE because again, we heard what he has to say and all his booking and, and that was very terrible. The way they they had a, they had something going on with him and they didn't know how to capitalize with him. So that's Vince for you. And now he won the United States Championship, right? Like whatever it's like the equivalent
0: to the United States Championship. Yeah, now yeah, he won the IC, uh, so the United States Championship in, in New Japan as well. He's got uh, uh, by the time this goes up, he'll literally be about to have a match at Dominion as well uh, against one of the Young Lions. So he is um, he's he's making his impact. What do you, uh, what's your take on the the WWE scene since we last spoke as well? Because. You know, the, the the big conversation at the moment is that, well, that it's struggling a little bit, and that people don't don't really know what's going on. And obviously, the A, I think the AEW thing has strengthened that. And New Japan's had a pretty good week. And obviously, like I say, we said this the other day as well. John Moxley right now is the hottest thing in pro wrestling. Like he just is. There's no two ways about it. Everybody's talking about him, and because he's not WWE focused, it almost gives people uh, another reason to. You know, not take shots at WWE, but find another reason not to watch. You know, we, you, and I have talked about WWE a lot in the past. What's your current opinion on it right now, as it stands? Um, I
1: think. Let's be honest. I'm always trying to figure out if uh, it took me back to when uh, when Triple H was in a feud with CM Punk after the after the pie bomb. And CM Punk told him, yes, I was always, always the best, and I was always this, and the crowd was always behind me, and it's always your fault, and it's always this, and it's always that. Now, I love CM Punk. He's, he's, he's my guy. Uh, but but Dean Ambrose, in his pick also, I mean, they did put the title on him. He did have, you know, uh, all the weight on his shoulder and everything. And I don't think you really... Something about him did not really click or did not really uh took um it, it was it, it was exposed also if people remember when uh, when when uh, in the stone cold Steve often podcast the stone cold Steve Austin, that was the worst thing uh in his career until then uh and i think since then i don't know maybe vince gave up on him a little bit and he said okay you know maybe we'll 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 focus on different people maybe we'll do this maybe we'll do that again i guess if you i just i really don't know i really don't know if if dean ambrose was i think it's it's 80 wwe and 20 percent him and the way people because there's so much you can connect to someone we'll see we'll see how he's gonna do in AEW. i'm sure he's gonna do great now that he's already established his name and everything, so of course it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, he look, he looks, he looks good. He looks much better than what he looks with his stupid hair, with no beard, uh, a few years <laughs> back. Yeah, yeah. And he, he needs to stop, you know, just striking his shoulders back, you know, and and all those little things that that bothers me as a fan, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people like also recognize it also. Um, but. I wish him. I wish him the best. And the thing is that you know, and you asked me about the the, the WWE product Vince, in a matter of thirty days, can change the industry and kill AEW in the snap of his of his fingers, just like that, just you like that. You think he can do that? He can.
0: How? He has That's the, my big he, question. He
1: has. He has the tools. He has the answers. He has. NXT is under his umbrella, and he's not even looking to NXT. He's not looking to the product. He didn't watch NXT TakeOver in Connecticut. That's his problem. He's not watching his own product. His own product that actually is the best product in the United States right now, I guess in the world, of professional wrestling. NXT is 100% number one. And he's not watching it. How can you not watch it? How can you not take a few notes from here and establish it to the main roster with a little bit more, okay, you want want a little bit more entertainment, a little bit more colors, a little bit bigger stage? That's fine. But don't change too much because Triple H is doing an amazing job over there. They already established people. If they need to change their name, they're doing it. Like right now, they're doing it with like seven other people. Um, But... It's been crazy. Like if you have the answer right in front of you, and you have established. You have there you go. Like everything is 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 ready for you. Okay, let's 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 think how how can we how can we make an impact? And then John Moxley, when you hear him say in the interview, and again, uh, you know, when he came back in SummerSlam weekend, so or oh, SummerSlam, you know, a week before SummerSlam, so Vince told him, no, you're gonna come back at SummerSlam, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And that was a mistake not to have because it's important the way a superstar returns, you know, and people remember that it's uh, because it's all about the moments at the end of the day. People are not gonna remember the whole match. People are not, not gonna remember the whole career and every every single, you know, yeah. Uh, so it's all about the moments, and Vince is just not capitalizing on like very great moments that they can that they can have, and and again he can. He has all the tools. He has all the people. He's just he's just not doing it, so that's why the first so is
0: Go back to your point about um, how you know Vince McMahon could could you know wipe out AW tomorrow if he just sort of took advice or, or took whatever uh, examples from NXT. What if, I mean, I agree with you, but I, I'm 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 playing devil's advocate here. What if he believes that NXT on a grand stage wouldn't work in the same way that Raw and SmackDown does? Like, let's say that he actually thinks the product he's putting on each and every week is the right one. He just needs to find a way to tweak it a little bit, but he doesn't need any sweeping changes. I mean, the question is why. I mean, ironically, the question is why, because we say this all the time, but it's true. For for any flaws or faults that Vince McMahon has now, he's still the most successful wrestling promoter ever, and he still did change the... Into the landscape of professional wrestling and nobody can ever take that away from him. And everybody has a shelf life. So there's every chance that we have, we have come to the end of that. But why do you think using this as a, let's just say it's red, that it's the way that it should do. Why do you think he's so adamant to ignore NXT? And why do you think he's so happy? Just let that exist as its own entity and continue to, to, to go on with what he's doing. Cause he knows it's there. He does know it exists. You know, it's all under his radar.
1: I think he's older. I think um, the, I think we are more complaining about it because we know the a different WWE. We were there. We already we we've seen Vince doing the right things, right? So we are so mad right now that you're choosing to kill your company than to grow it. Like why are you, why are you trying to do that? Because in the from 97 until I don't know 2000 and probably 3 or 4 you know we we've seen that you can do uh you can produce a different product you can you can show the audience why to come back different like in, on the next monday and watch it and you're not doing that anymore just like a small the product right now is super different because of the pg and i guess Maybe, maybe people in the that's not higher than him because no one higher than him, but the people that making decisions that make him force him to do stuff that he doesn't want to do, maybe. And he's trying to, I was trying to think about it like you know, in the past week and like why, why Vince and he's trying to convince himself that this is like the right way. And to if Fox wants A and USA wants B, and he's like, okay, what what should I do now? Let's do the wild card. Um, you know, four superstars from here, four superstars from SmackDown. It doesn't make any sense at all, but this is like the only reason to to, to show different superstars on different brands. But why is he doing that? Because, because they both need it, right? Because Fox is telling him, listen, yeah. Vince, I want Roman Reigns. I want Ronda Rousey. I want all of that. And then USA is telling them, the same thing but it's his problem for not uh growing more superstars and because you need to tell them who to choose not the other way around because you can make superstars do. and he's he's not doing that everybody's 50 50 booking everybody always complains about the same thing over and over again um, and the product is is super boring. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I watched besides the Firefly finals, uh, <clears throat> all raw on DVR, and it was time. Th- you know, I just uh, I was fast forwarding. You know, times two, times three against the whole against the whole thing. I saw Roman Reigns. I saw Shane McMahon. I just fast forward. I didn't want to watch anything.
0: <laughs> so. What what would you take from NXT then? Like what what, what do you 'cause you, you can't just copy and paste it verbatim. I mean, do we do we take people like Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano and put them on the main roster? Do we take the work ethic they're putting into matches? Is it storytelling? Is it long term narratives? You know, is it the more hard hitting style? What is it that we look down at NXT and apply to WWE that should hopefully start to grow the audience? Like is, is it a copy and paste job or do you think it's more of a subtle no, well, we've got to do great- this and we've got to do then? Mm-hmm. That's a great question, and I think Vince
1: sitting down with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, they've been working in NXT. They know, you know, sometimes if you make a storyline a little bit more simple and a little bit just not scratch-headed and not so over the top, and not, because that's what WWE is doing. The main roster is taking everything to the extreme. Something has worked for them, they're going to make a T-shirt out of it. They're gonna They're going to repeat it again and again and again. They're going to kill it. You know, so we're going to laugh about Brock Lesnar doing this with a boombox. Okay, we're going to see the over the top now next week. So we don't need to do that. Just calm down. Like everything is going to be okay. Just turn the volume a little bit more. And that's it. We need the matches. We need the storyline to be a little bit like simple and make sense with no holes. We need the pay per view slash takeovers to be a little bit more. In this style, if you want to call it, in a specific matches, the matches that that actually needed to, um, because I'm I'm gonna touch about it later, but the young bucks and um, and the lucha people, uh, lucha brothers, it's sometimes it fits and sometimes it doesn't, you know. So you can produce a great, you know. I know he doesn't like tag teams. Vince never liked tag teams, never ever ever in his life, and. He likes one. Well, yeah. He likes one on one, the big name and the big attraction and the big this. Tag team will never and It will never be a main event. Maybe he will give them a, a little bit to shine here, to shine there. But you know, overall, it's not gonna happen. And and also, NXT is just doing um, okay. Like, don't make any mistakes. Like you, uh, how how you introduce us to. To the characters, right? You can't come. You can't have Triple H doesn't know about anything that and any about the, the collapse, and then he's sitting in the middle of the ring, and he's like, "Oh, tonight we're going to show you uh, uh, very four exciting people: uh, Ricochet, uh, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, and Aleister Black." I'm like, "No, no, no, this is." This is the worst way to show them, and Triple H knows that. And I know that the the, the relationship now between Triple H and Vince McMahon are not in the best terms, I guess. No, Triple apparently H- not. Triple H is furious. I think, with an inside, I think he can't sleep at night, and I don't blame him. And I'm pretty much, I, I'm sure, he's talking to his wife all the time, and they're trying to to make sense out of him. you know. Uh, so. Like, if you have, uh, let's take the Undisputed Era, for example. If you call just Adam Cole to the main roster by himself, you're killing him. Maybe not Adam Cole. But if you call Bobby Fish or or, or Roderick Strong, right? If you just, no, they have to come as a group. They have to come as a shield with no, from the crowd, attacking people, taking over, and let's do a takeover over over Monday Night Raw. That's like a storyline. Okay, now uh, NXT is going to take over Monday Night Raw. Play it a few months and then do something else of Harvest Series, right? Uh, but something sim- simple like that. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa cannot, cannot be the biggest heel and the best character ever in all of the industry of pro wrestling or sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it. And then come to the main roster and be a vanilla midget. It just, you, you actually have to, you actually have to work for it not to work. You know, it's just, it's unbelievable.
0: Well, there is a rumor at the moment. There is a rumor going around that Adam Cole is, the next, well, it's, it's something that Dave Meltzer said on the on, on the recent rest, uh, episode of Wrestling Observer, that uh, he, he may be being called up, uh, he may be being called up soon. I mean, my thing was always, I don't think that you could screw up Adam Cole. But after, you know, see what happened to Ricochet, you just, you just, you never know what the, uh, you know, the, the you just never know what they're going to do with him. And it all depends on Vince McMahon. And I think when I think about everything we've been talking about, the real issue is I just don't think in 2019 anything can depend on just one human being. Because in the modern world that we live in, there's far more to deal with than there was back in the past. It's not just about like, you know, sitting around a pool. And, and, and booking a, a wrestling storyline you know you have to worry about stock and money and finances and shareholders and you know as of next year Vince McMahon's going to be heavily involved in the XFL and your human body you can't fight time you can't fight age as terrifying as that is so I just think he stretches himself too thin I'm not saying he doesn't have the creative mind that he used to but I, I definitely think he stretched himself too thin and now we've got to a point where you know, you are seeing an adverse effect. Uh, you mentioned the young bucks and the and the Lucha Brothers a, a minute ago. What was your what was your take on them? It sounded like you had an interesting point.
1: Uh, no, I'm saying if you take that to the
0: main roster,
1: uh, I don't want to. Um, yeah, it's okay every now and then, but you can't have 56 finishers and and all kick outs in kickouts in. in in seven minutes and and call it a great match. Everybody can do that. And no selling and no this and too many super kicks and too many because a super kick is not going to be special anymore, right? When Sean Michael used to do it, it used to be something great. Today's, okay, today's, uh, um, it needs to be something special. When Adam Cole was against Ricochet back in NXT and uh, and I think Ricochet, um, I think you talk about it with someone else in that in, in the podcast a few weeks ago and i was like i know i know what you guys are talking about and he's trying to explain to you ricochet uh went to the to the middle rope he did the backflip and then mid-air adam cole kicked him with a super kick and that was picture perfect to the chin selling everything was amazing but that was something special that was like we haven't seen super kick in the whole match until then um so that's special Okay, they are talented and they are, and and everything is. But but sometimes you do have to work a little bit different matches uh, because not every match can be the same thing. And to be to kick out of like 300 finishers and then you know only only a gun will will take you out, right? It doesn't make any sense all the time. So that's my only like critique. Again, it was a good show. or nothing we needed for the industry. We need uh, Vince McMahon needs a wake up call, right? That's his wake up call.
0: So, but I guess I'm playing devil devil's advocate here. I, I don't necessarily agree with this, but I I know that this would be something that would come up. You mentioned about, and you're right. You know, storytelling and making moves mean something. Is important if not imperative when it comes to professional wrestling, especially in 2019. Some people would say that it was very similar in something like Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano from NXT Takeover 25. I know there wasn't as it was very very. The point was it had a very similar feel in the sense it was fast paced and there was a lot of kickouts and there was a lot of teases. How, again, devil's advocate, but how would you say that differs from what we did on the Double or Nothing show with the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers? You because
1: know, I don't know. I understand the question. That was, you know, I, I was thinking about it while I was watching the match. The match was, I think, for my taste, six minutes too long. Maybe between five and six minutes too long. They couldn't make it like a little bit shorter. But the, 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 still, those two made it something special. And it was—they still told the story throughout the match. There was okay. I think they also like told the story that nobody was talking about it in the first match when everything was equal. Everything was about equal, equal, equal. They were like—it was unbelievable. Like like by the pound, everything, the, the whole every move. They were thinking the same, and 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 the, and the reversal and everything. That was something beautiful, beautiful to watch this one was the the part two was the continuation of that and we saw just different parts going okay yes there was a part of you know of the super kicks also on the outside that was a little bit ridiculous that they both kick, kick each other with a super kick um but the overall story you don't even care about the rest because the story was mixed that, that was a good story and yes, I would turn down maybe a notch, maybe, maybe, maybe it wasn't good as good as the last time that they, that they fought. But come on, if that's gonna be my complaints,
0: I wish. <laughs> well, how about though? How about the argument that it, while obviously storytelling is imperative, is it not good to have the odd match like that? Because I thought, especially watching Double or Nothing. It was great to get, like you say, it's great to get a tag team match. And I personally think that that's something that WWE needs to get on board ASAP. Like they need to completely rehab their tag team division and bring it back just so that, you know, every card you have doesn't follow a similar format. And we talked about this in the last episode as well. But I certainly am warming more, more, more towards what New Japan and AEW does in terms of how they structure a card. I like starting off with the match that has the least anticipation and just building on an upward curve to the main event, which should technically have the most anticipation. But within that, I don't necessarily always want to see the same contest. So if one of the matches can be a spot fest and can be a bunch of moves and high-flying stuff that I really enjoy, I'm a bit like, you know what, that's okay. That's okay to me. If anything, it... I don't want WWE to become AEW and I don't want WW Japan and I don't want those three to mix. I want them to be three separate products and I want them to do their their own thing. But the one thing I certainly want to see traits in overall is that they it never feels like they're showcasing the same match. And that was the real takeaway for me about All Elite Wrestling was it felt like, and again, we've said this a thousand times, but it felt like the wrestlers were allowed to come up with their own matches. When I watch WWE, it's like we're just, you know, we're just borrowing from a playbook. So when I got to the Lucha Brothers versus um, uh, the Young Bucks, to me, I'm like, okay, cool. I know what I'm going to get now. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be over the top. I'll just sit back and enjoy it. And, and, you know, and and we'll see where we we get to at the end of the day as long as the next match that I watch has that same kind of storytelling and we get that kind of balance. That, to me, is what's missing from from WWE. Like, when I watch Super Showdown, well, this is going out after Super Showdown, but I can already imagine, we're recording it before Super Showdown, I can imagine when I do watch Super Showdown, I'm going to feel like all these matches basically blurred into one. You know, nothing really felt like it stood out. And that's going to be doubly so, because as we know, WWE loves to follow a traditional structure when it comes to that, that it's going to be like a glorified house show, I would imagine, and therefore they won't really, you know, they they, they won't really push the, the they won't really push the boat out. And when they do that even more, I'm like, well, now I can't even, you know, I can't get past, I just can't get past it.
1: Um, I think um, you're touching a good point because the, the the whole the whole purpose of it when before AEW. If you ask Vince what's his competition, he will tell you it's um, it's Disney and it's this and it's that and it's like every movie and it's every every show that goes on on 8 p.m. And I get it. I get the mentality. I get that the way you want to be the number one entertainment uh, and every segment has to purpose different different crowds maybe, like different uh, like a different genre a little bit. Not everything is going to be the same. Something is going to be comical. Something is going to be this. If I'm watching... Um, uh, you know, someone told me years back, uh, oh, um, I, I, we were talking about the show Friends, and I told him, yeah, everybody likes Friends, you know? And he's like, yeah, I don't like it. And I'm like, why not? Because they didn't touch, uh, because they live, uh, uh, they, 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 they they always have money, and they always have this, and they always have, they have no really, really tr- real trouble. There's no uh, black people showing in the show, and there's no this, and there's no that, and it's not like... Uh, it's not picturing the real life, which is like you know what, you might have a point, but this is not not what the show is supposed to be. The show, the show is supposed to go on the air for pure for pure entertainment for the reason that they want. If you want to see that and the real life, go watch cops, go watch, uh, yeah, go watch something else. This is not on on your TV in this this specific time. It just this is a little bit more just to escape from your from your. Long day, you want to laugh a little bit um, about cheesy jokes, cheesy jokes, and and move on with with your life. WWE is supposed to be also like It's is, is, is to escape, right? Uh, uh, we just want to watch. It's a little bit too much. It's three hours, which is very long, but um, but I just I don't want to be I don't want to sit around after three hours and, and torture myself. I want to sit around last three hours, and like, oh my god, that was the best three hours that I've ever spent in my life. That was like a, you know, it's a, very, it's a great movie. My butt hurts a little bit, sure, but I want to see more of this, you know, and and they're not doing that because because you get upset. I can't watch Barry Corbin. I can't watch McIntyre. I cannot watch Bobby Lashley. I can't watch Braun Strowman anymore because they already killed them. They already killed each single one of them. We're talking about how in the snap of his finger in 30 days, he can change it. Yes, if he's doing a real makeover. Now, if you're trying to build a storyline uh, with one of those superstars I just mentioned, I don't even care because you already killed them. So that will make also a difference. And I also think right now, after AEW, I'm sorry that I'm jumping because my head is like, because I was something that I really wanted to touch the other. Think about Think about AEW coming... 2015
0: or 2016. Do you think AJ Styles will still be in WWE? I mean, I think someone like AJ Styles will probably retire, but I know what you're saying, that there could be an absolute... I think the thing with AEW is wrestlers are creative people, or at least the majority of them are. I've got no problem if you just want to sit in WWE and do your thing. I think Kenny Omega summed that up brilliantly, where he literally just said, look, you know, I there is an appeal to go into WWE because they hand you stuff... And they hand you stuff to sort out. So yeah, I think we're we're definitely in a WCW WWE era where some people that want to cut their own promos and they want to do their own matches, they're absolutely going to see what's going on over there and think, "Oh man, I'd much rather do that because I feel held back in WWE." But in terms of who that is, I think AJ Styles is probably not past it, but I just think he—I don't think he'd be one of those guys. But if you start talking about Gallows and Anderson or Finn Balor, or Andrade, or Rusev, or maybe even Nakamura to a certain extent, I think absolutely there could be a changing of the guard. Or, or at least some interest there. But it all depends on what All Elite Wrestling does too. Like, I think it is going to do well. But realistically, we have no idea. We have absolutely no idea what the, what I the have future a guess. holds. Go on.
1: I have a guess. And I'm saying that, if uh, first of all, if AEW wasn't around right now, that both uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks will turn, will, would have shown up in WWE. Yeah. Uh, you think Young okay. Bucks will turn up in WWE? No, 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 no. I'm saying if AEW was not a thing, was not right, established, yeah. yeah, yeah. They will make an offer. Uh, they got offered like, a lot of money, and uh, Kenny Omega, and they will probably end their career. Um, and uh, in WWE, because this is like the only place. That's why AJ Styles, when we saw AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble, everybody was like, holy shit. And everybody flipped out, and everybody was, it was a very cool thing to see. And I'm, and, and, and still, I'm, that element of surprise, I still think if AEW wasn't around, we would see Kenny Omega, and that would bring also like another few years of new life, and new competition, and new. Uh, a new uh, excitement to the product, but now because of AEW, they're not going to get it. And Not only they're not going to get this, they're also going to compete with the with the
0: you know with the new stars in the market. So in terms of the WWE roster, you know you mentioned the likes of Braun Strowman who uh, who have lost their way entirely. Who's the guy? Now I know there's going to be more than one guy, but who do we put our our chips behind now? Like forget about what WWE would do. Let's talk about what they should do. Like, who is the person or persons that can shake WWE up, make WWE feel different, make WWE feel fresh and exciting, and all these things that we've asked for ages? Because, obviously, WWE can pick anybody and and, and make them feel important again. We've seen that before in the sense that it never... You're never too lost if somebody gets behind you. But, obviously, we also need to see that happen. So... Who do, you know, do we do we call up Adam Cole again? Do we call up Johnny Gargano, or do we try and rehab the likes of Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley, and even Drew McIntyre? At this point, you know I don't think Drew McIntyre feels as special or as exciting as as he did, you know, six months to a year ago. Um, let's say this: I told myself after a
1: few minutes watching um, NXT Takeover twenty five, I'm being very dramatic huh. right now. With my voice, um, I have I have chills when I say it. I see Matt Riddle and Roderick Strong, one of the main events of WrestleMania in a few years. That's what I told my. Who sorry, Roderick Strong and Matt Riddle, and and Matt Riddle, one of the main events. They can actually go to the oh, again not the closing show, but one of the attractions for the Intercontinental for something major in at WrestleMania, and everybody will just like. Lick their fingers. Everything is good. Oh my God, this is amazing. Roderick Strong is absolutely incredible. First of all, when Roderick, if you see a person like Roderick Strong, not everything in NXT is perfect. If you see someone like Roderick Strong when he began his career, and he's a great guy, he's a family guy, um, he's married, he has a kid, and he's a, uh, but when he, when he was pursued as a good guy in NXT, he was boring the crowd was like, yeah, you know he got behind them a little bit because it's nxt uh, crowd in at full cell. as soon as he joined at the Spirit era, he became just we of course, with that more attitude, the volume is a little bit more this even the even the wrestling moves is picture perfect and they and they they just more. More extreme and everything. Uh, he he has a character now. Now he's actually interesting to watch. That's what. That, that's why people. That's why you have this thing of baby face and a heel. If you wanna, if you wanna show something a little bit more, you turn him heel, and then you go from there. And then you see if the if the crowd is going to cheer for him later because he is that good. Uh, it's gonna be organic or not. It happened with The Rock, and it happened with a lot of people. Okay, Roderick Strong is just unbelievable. It's just amazing. Uh, Matt Riddle is a babyface and and you can see uh because there's a few matches back in in, in takeover you can see that he can lose it also and he can be a great heel also uh but they just wow they're just great adam cole can be great uh becky lynch look at becky lynch the the the, the so-called you know the one of the biggest superstar right now on the men roster they've been booking her perfect from until the Royal Rumble, and then the Royal Rumble until WrestleMania. She was garbage, and she's garbage even more after WrestleMania. She's trying to make it better because she's Becky Lynch with her promos, with her social media, with her stuff like that. But they're giving her, again, we talked about it like before, she is not what she used to be. She's not what she's... She got over because of specific things, and now she's not that. So they're making a mistake with their own product. And they're getting behind Becky Lynch because Vince knows that she's the number one... uh, uh, the number one merchandise seller right now. Um, so you have people like that, that you can just twist a little bit and like Becky Lynch in the main roster and make it a little bit better. Um, and all the rest, yeah. If you call Undisputed Era from NXT, it will be... It will be I, I will watch Monday Night Raw. I want to see what's going on. I want to see the next few that I don't... Go, but not now, not now. 2019, uh, the, all, uh, the whole Undisputed Era, they, they all going to wear gold. In NXT, and don't call him up until maybe the Royal Rumble weekend or even WrestleMania weekend. Not, not now, Vince. Please, if you listen to me somehow. <laughs> not but if, now. We, if we... Triple H just hold on to them a little bit more, because Roderick Strong is going to is going to feud with the Velvet Dream for the North American Championship, and Adam Cole already has a championship, and then the other will regain the Tag Championships, and that's gonna be, you know, it's almost like evolution back in the day, and. Everybody's gonna win the Uh That's the whole
0: story. But if we wait until uh, sort of early next year, what do we do for the last six months of this year? Because I don't think WWE can rest on their laurels anymore. Like I think WWE, it depends on the rating. The ratings went up this week. I mean, they went down for SmackDown when they went up for Raw. So you know, I mean, I think once the, I think we'll, we'll know more when the football season begins. But let's say that they do start dropping below two million and stuff. What do we do then? Because we can't wait till the Royal Rumble you know just to see what to see what happens so given the lay of the land now especially if we say i mean october is going to be a massive i think october 2019 is going to be something we look back on and have, uh, and have huge conversations about because it's likely going to be when AEW launches this weekly TV show. It's going to be when, uh, WWE moves to Fox, which on paper should mean that viewers go up. We don't know that for sure, but that's what you'd like to, to like to assume. But that's still, you know, there's still six months worth of thing and the wildcard rule hasn't worked. Whatever interest there was in that has worn off, uh, mostly because they just put the same people across, uh, each way. Uh, long-term stories still haven't come back. There's no one really right now that is sparking people off and getting people excited. Brock Lesnar, while it's been kind of, I would say it's been, well, it's been all right. You know, at least he's been on TV week in week out. That will change because we know what we know what his his deal is. So my my point my point is this when we're looking about the rest of the year, what do we do now? That's the thing. What do we do now? Who is the person we lead towards? Who is the person oh, we okay. talk to?
1: First of all, first of all Vince cannot cannot go crazy again and cannot feel very pressured, like, to the wall and call, just ask Triple H, oh, so who's the who's the top four guy that you have right now? I want to put him in the main roster. No, 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 no. no. This is not the answer. You don't do it anymore. You almost literally killed Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. They, they almost did it. They almost did it. You almost killed them. They became a babyface tag team, tag team in the main roster for a few weeks. And then, you know, I don't want to say thank God, but, you know, I guess thank God that Tommaso was got, got injured so so Johnny Gargano went back to NXT. I don't know what would have happened. I mean, it's not their time now and Johnny Gargano in the interview also said, hey, listen, I'm happy here in NXT. This is the, uh, that, that's a main roster for me. Uh, the, what Vince needs to do? Uh, first of all, watching Brock... More than twice a year, helps. It does honestly. I, I I've now been thinking he, about that. I st- I still
0: quite enjoy him. It, it, if he's on TV every week, I enjoy Brock Lesnar. I do. I, I think he's a lot of fun. The issue is, I mean, I would still argue that I don't need to see him in the title picture because I think as soon as you put him in the title picture, you negate him having feuds with Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, whoever, because they're not in it too. However. Yeah, when you do have him on TV each and every week, I actually think because we're so used to him not being there, he for now at least, they always have a shelf life as well. But for now at least, it, it, it does make things feel more interesting. I quite like it. I don't hate it. I've been thinking about this.
1: No, no, no. I think people didn't get behind Brock Lesnar and started to hate him because he wasn't on the show. That's yeah. it. He was not on the show. And people are like, okay, our universal champion is not on the show. We don't care about him anymore. If he's gonna be champion, he's gonna be at a show. Perfect. And by all means, let him have feud with 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 more, multiple people. I think he can actually help the the products a lot more than what he actually is doing. I think Vince is supposed to drop, I mean, if Vince is going to give him another another uh, five, six million dollars uh for a year for three appearances, that's gonna be a mistake because we don't need it. I don't think, because it's not really helping ratings when it shows up once a while, uh, like a few times a year. I don't think it helps at all. So just save your money, Vince. Um, and don't say, oh, I own Brock because I pay him money. It doesn't, you know, we don't really care. Uh, I think the titles, uh, we should start from the basic. We should go back to the beginning. We should, we should take a deep breath and we should, um, first of all, have the title mean something. If the title is not meaning anything everybody's just walking What do i care about Warman uh, reigns and shane mcmahon is the feud between vince and stone cold was interesting back in the uh, valentine's massacre whatever you want to call it the cage match he told them if you're not going to win this, you're not going to get that and it's gonna be you know some kind of a championship or number one contender or something and the people got behind it. That's why we don't like Vince because you're telling us no 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 you can't touch that gold. It's all about the gold. Why do I care about the match between Shane and Roman Reigns? Why do I care about the match between Reigns and McIntyre? It doesn't it doesn't make any difference to me. You win, you lose, it's a draw, it's those, I, I don't care. I'm not gonna watch it the the, the Goldberg I don't think a match is only for the face off that they already did by the way on Tuesday, um, so that's been taken away already. Um, it's gonna be cool three four minutes. So yeah, but again, but we talk about it. The, all the Saudi show is is just um, <clears throat> they it's just a house show, right? I would say uh, so. Yeah, it's bigger than WrestleMania. And then, like you know, the Saudi prince is calling Vince McMahon and is there telling him, you know, where is all the big superstars that I want to see, and uh, let's do this against this, and this against this. And that's, well, that's that's you know, that, that was it. the real thing. Like
0: when I watched SmackDown and realized I had more of a reaction just watching Goldberg and Undertaker than they didn't even do anything. Do you know what I mean? But because they came across like themselves, and because they were allowed to be unscripted and just you know say and do whatever they want, that was. You know, it's it, it, just so much better. It was just so much better. And the fact that I, I, it, it is an issue. There's no point, even if you want to try and spin things positively, it is absolutely uh, a problem that WWE has all these people on the roster who are really talented and, you know, can absolutely do the job. And yet it takes, you know, two guys from 20 years ago, really, when wrestling was at its peak to make me feel that reaction of, oh, wow. You know, I I never thought I wanted to see Goldberg versus The Undertaker. You know, it was The Undertaker versus Sting. It was the Goldberg versus Steve Austin. Those were the matches we were talking about. But because of the way they were portrayed, because of the stigma they still have around them, because of the legend that kind of sits on their shoulders... Like I say, I watched five hours of wrestling this week in terms of WWE. And the highlight was watching Goldberg and Undertaker just stare each other down. And, you know, to have Goldberg not back down from The Undertaker and stand up to him. I don't necessarily need, I don't need a long match when we get to Super Showdown. But WWE did make me more interested in that than I am now. And in that sense, it's like, yeah, you know, fair play. I can't, I can't argue with it. I'll give
1: him some points on Tuesday. Because I didn't think that the I not think it will show up. That was a nice surprise for me. Uh, it was a surprise then nonetheless. It was pretty cool. I was like, oh shit, he's going to show up. <laughs> he's going to show up now. I was like, okay, that's nice. I mean you missed something then, but okay. I'll I'll take it now on Free T V. Um, also, um, it's funny, I've been watching um, uh, not not too much, but a few a few uh, I think a month ago. Um, I went back to the to the network and I I watched I don't know how I got to this episode of the 97 or 98 uh, episode of Monday Night Raw It was one of them it was when Je- Jeff Jarrett came back yeah. to the ring and I think I watched him doing an interview and that and then and then I checked the date and I went back to the and and he and then Vince McMahon just told him open microphone just go say whatever you want and he he had a pie bomb. People didn't call it a pie bomb back then, but it was a pie bomb. He still had a long hair, and he went off on everybody from because he we came from WSW back to WWF at the time. Uh, and he, the thing he said back then, to just show you, but that we, they, you know on because it was Monday Night Wars, and Vince got. Vince said, "Okay, let's just change something. Okay, you go." open microphone, do, say, and, and Jeff Jerry said, are you sure? Anything I want? He's like, yes, whatever you want. I, I'm not holding back on anything. And today, they, they cannot say anything they want because, it's, again, it's still a PG environment, but they can say everything that's on their mind in the in, 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 in in correct language and everything, um, which takes away a little bit, but not, you know, but not that much. Uh, so... The, the scripted promos and all of that again, just uh, just understand the superstar that you have and see who's qualified for what and let them let them let them swim if they're going to if they're going to you know single okay so you, you you're going to know who's gonna make it, who's not going to make it. And I don't think you understand the superstars right now after the After he has been with him for five six years, if you don't understand his character. So that that's on you. Dean Ambrose made a lot of mistakes back then, but if you don't understand Dean Ambrose now, so you know
0: why? Do you, so yeah, so script- yeah. Why? Why? I mean, aside from the obvious, why do you think that we're still in this position where? Because like you know they let Goldberg do it unscripted. You know he was allowed to go out there. I, I, the Undertaker's a bit different because he has to talk in wacky talk because of his character. But we know what can happen when you know guys and girls go out there without a script but ultimately it's not working with a script and it's a constant criticism that keeps coming up so what do you think is the real adverse you know reaction to actually trying to just get i can tell you
1: i can tell you uh big company like wwe uh again if you run if you're a small business owner and you have a few employees you have a lot of headaches okay if you have like you know eight ten employees 15 employees it's a lot a lot of headaches and everybody's going to bitching about this and about that. And why is this and why is this and why is that and why, you know, if you have a perfect employee that doesn't complain about anything, you you thank the Lord. If you're not believing in the Lord, you're thanking the Lord 15 times a day. Okay. I know as a business owner, I know that. I know how it works with other people, with employees that you actually pay money to them. Now, imagine W, you know, giving some some people scripted, some people not scripted. Oh, and then this guy is going to do this, and then this guy is going to complain about that, and this guy is complaining about this. And then, so they're trying to make everything less have a headache for them. That's what they have, a very strict, strict rule. Maybe one, two people can go off a little bit here, a little bit there, if they're world champion, you know, like Seth Rollins, and like people have been there for over 15 years, or over 10 years, or, or something like that. These days, I think... Be- because of the change in the environment and change in the in the pro wrestling uh, uh, world right now, I think they will change it because they will take this headache in, and and give a good competition and better product, and, and then handle you know, and then handle the, the the headache from 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 the wrestlers or you know from the entertainers and from other people because it's. I, you can do both. You can please everybody. Everybody's going to be in the bottom at some point when AEW is going to be launching their, their first episode. And they're going and Tony Khan said they're going to do a weekly show live in different states. And that's going to be very, very different. Again, I'm all AEW and I want them all to succeed and I want all person to be uh, um, to be successful. But don't forget that the people that I watch at, Star, at StarCast uh, all the people that came for the whole weekend those are the hardcore wrestling fans came to vegas from uh, from different people from different states to las vegas to watch double or nothing and not every single person will be there for the weekly shows and to go to chicago and to go to atlanta and to go to to new york and to go to different people on a weekly basis because then you will hear the wwe universe you know sometimes they're quiet and sometimes they're not really there's a difference between Full cell, uh, and NXT TakeOver um, uh, on, a, on, a, on a Saturday on a big uh, event show like SummerSlam and like Royal Rumble and like WrestleMania. And the crowd is just unbelievable because everybody's coming at the same time. And the weekly show of Raw and SmackDown. But seriously, 30%, 40% are just like not even paying so much attention. They're like, oh, you did a cool move. Yeah, because I came with my sister and I came with my brother and I came with whatever. It's, so they're going to have a very, they have to win again uh, uh, with a lot of people to do a weekly live show will be very difficult. Very, very difficult. It's going to be completely, but that's going to be the test basically. I, and I hope they're going to make it. Uh, because all those hardcore fans, they're not going to show no, up. No,
0: the they're They're absolutely not. And uh, going back to the point about promos as well, and this is how we'll end. This is how we'll wrap it up. So, are we basically insinuating that WWE would rather play down to their talent that's not able to do it as opposed to play up to those who have the ability to do so? Because that kind of, you know, if, if, you, if you're going to have a blanket rule, it's almost like surely we should be trying to allow those who have the magic to unleash and dealing with those that don't as opposed to trying to micromanage everything to a point that we're negating the people that have this magic and they have this skill. Surely that, that you know, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, I'm not at all. You're probably right. However, it's a very interesting way to be. You know, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the anti-Paul Heyman. We're not playing to our strengths and hiding our weaknesses. We're so scared and worried about our weaknesses that we won't even risk them being shown off to a to a wider audience. And you know, that is um, that is not a recipe for success, I would say. I would say it's something you need to stay away if from. If you
1: see a superstar if you see a superstar with Andrade, Cien Almas, you don't tell him to go speak and learn English. You tell Stalina, Okay, you're gonna be the mouthpiece right now and he's going to be one of the main events of our company because he is that good. And if Brock Lesnar can have Paul Heyman, because Brock Lesnar is <laughs> not the best on the microphone, right? Uh, he's, he's got also, way. it has goes his own way. He goes his own way based on the microphone. Now, is, you know, you know, but but back, back back in the days, okay? There's a reason why they they put Paul Heyman with him. There's a reason why they put uh, different uh, 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 Bobby the Brain and, and 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 Jimmy Hart like with with the specific wrestler because that wasn't their best. So yeah, so play to their. Uh, you know, to the positive, to whatever they can offer for you, and that, they're like, don't put. I don't want to hear Lara Sullivan after the after
0: the, his last program. So oh, yeah, that was that was horrible. That, yeah, that, that was, was, horrible. Weird. That was that really horrible. weird. Yeah, I don't know that what was that was.
1: Scripted. That was horrible. I was, I was, I wanted to change the channel. I didn't know. I was uncomfortable in in not in the matter of oh, it, I to I'm, I'm not comfortable because I like it. I'm not comfortable because I it just I. It's not for me. If I was just like a new. If it was a new audience, I would change the channel.
0: Oh yeah, no, that, 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 that was it was just weird all around. There's no two ways about it. It was just bizarre. It's
1: weird. L- let him have he- like, you know heelish. I understand why they're not booking him in the matches and win because that's like a babyface, like almost a Goldberg kind of a streak because he cannot lose right now. So people, I think, cheer him at some point, and I don't want and and they don't want that. So they doing like non can you just just you know just walk in and and just you know beat people up, and that's it with no. With, with no matches. But um, I think right now to fix, we're going to close it up with the promos and everything. And also the titles. They have to mean something. Enough with the pancakes, with the WWE Championship. Enough with, you know, enough with the Universal and WWE Champions coming to Brock Lesnar and beg him for like a match or something. Have them, have them mean something, okay? Because the titles are first. And and you work
0: yourself, you know, out from there. There you go. There you go, Shabat. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. It, 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 uh, we can talk for yeah. hours. Hell there. yeah, <laughs> dude. Like, I, I, I always appreciate your time, man. I always appreciate your opinions. And, of course, um, we, you know, getting into the down and dirty with the AEW, WWE stuff. is always going to be interesting. And as much as people are getting sick of it, well, it's not going away at any time soon. So embrace it. Enjoy it. We don't know what's around the corner. Have you got any events coming up as well, Cheval? Have you got to take care of your new daughter? I'm guessing.
1: I'm taking care of my daughter. Um, I did open a new uh, Instagram uh, um, page. It's called Cheval TV. The, old, the reason it's called Cheval TV is I'm going to have uh, a YouTube channel uh, coming up soon. Uh, it's going to be called the same thing, Cheval TV. Um, and that's it. I'm going to rant about I think a lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. You know, the Raw, SmackDown, NXT some news some previews
0: and stuff like that because we we have a lot to we have a lot to vent there you go there you go check it out Cheval TV it'll be up soon follow on Instagram uh, and then nothing else make sure you do all the other stuff as well you can follow me on Twitter at Simon316 Instagram at Simon316 YouTube.com for just a minute report rules now with an actual picture of me so hopefully people can find the YouTube channel a bit easier and again all supported by Patreon.com Forward slash Simon316 and there's a bunch of wrestling merchandise over at SimonMiller.BigCartel.com. Cheval, my friend, thank you so much as always. No, oh, I think he's gone. He may be gone. Anyway, I'm here. No, oh, he's I'm there. Here. He's there. He's there. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much.
1: Thank
0: you. You're very welcome, and we'll talk to you all again very soon.